Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, none of us want to do this this morning. Um, we are in a 30-minute window in which Ronald isn't traveling and I don't have to be anywhere. And I think everybody's a little everybody's a little cranky this morning. So I mean, it's, um, it's Monday at 8 a.m. Of all the times to do this, we, we didn't yeah, pick not the most time. energized. Monday at 8 a.m., it's been raining for 20 days straight where Piper and I live. Um, I don't know what it's like up in Ashland. but I mean, just that times like double yeah. the time. Double the time, like half the temperature, probably. Um, but baby, it's always cozy in the in in warehouse church. And uh, I I heard Pipe found like the dining out equivalent of warehouse church for your wife down here in in uh, in Nashville. So yeah, na- that's Nashville, what that's what I heard. Nashville is nothing if not filthy with like both warehouse churches and restaurants that feel like warehouse churches. So yeah, I when, think it was a- when you're a southern industrial city, there's a lot of warehouses to be turned into other things. So yes, lots of restaurants and the occasional church as well. So yes, uh, Melissa asked for restaurant recommendations, and I sent them to Pinewood Social. Her reply was, "Oh, this is like if Substance was a restaurant. It's perfect." So nice, you know, always was, branding, good. always yeah. branding. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys watch the Oscars last night? Um, I. I didn't. I was. Uh, I was. I was actually. Check this out, boys. You'll like this. Um, some of the old fans will like this. I was watching Joker with uh, none other than uh, Mr. Trogues himself, Stephen L. Trogi. Oh, you um, and Trogues had a hangout, baby. We did. That's we nice. had a little hang. We had a little hang. We watched Joker. I hadn't seen it yet. So hey, can I ask? Tie into the Oscars. So. Can I ask who initiated? Uh, believe it or not, it was Trogues. Whoa! Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to come watch this monumentally depressing movie with me? He was like, can I come over to your house to watch this monumentally depressing movie? And I said, uh, well, I go, Big M's going to be out of town. It's a great night for it. So come on down. Trevor. Now, baby, knowing knowing the kinds of movies that you and I have enjoyed together in the past, yes. and knowing the Joker, did you did you enjoy the Joker? You know, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it yeah. was like it was like this thing has sort of the the brown depressing tint of every great mm-hmm. 70s movie ever made since it's like kind of cast in the 70s. And yeah, the kind of gritty, grimy. Yeah. yeah, it's gritty yeah. and grimy. And it starts this downward slope and it never, it just keeps going down and down and down. So <laughs> that was my expectation for it. And yeah. so for that, it was like, I mean, you know, there was, it was brilliant in its own right. But I mean, it's not something I ever envisioned myself like sitting through again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the sense that it's a rewatcher. In any way, yeah, so. I mean that was Trogues' second watch, but I mean that's how me and Trogues are a little bit different. But I mean, back to your Oscar thing. I mean, I don't think. I mean, this is always subject, but um, I mean, I, I think I think uh, Joaquin or Joaquin, if you like to call him what I do, um, mm-hmm. I think he. Uh, I, I mean, it feels like he deserved it. That was a pretty. That was a pretty yeah. knockdown performance. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know if there's anything else to compare it to this year. So it was. It was kind of yeah. like, all right, he yeah. won it. It's kind of crazy. Um, Dude, I watched for a few minutes. It's like the the annual exercise and having like super rich hot people tell us what to think about everything. And, uh, I don't yeah, know. It's hard to stomach now, isn't it? I, this is what yeah. I feel like boys. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older, um, I, man, I just, I literally, I, I almost can't tolerate it in some weird, unique way. It's yeah, like, dude, I, I feel just, the same way. So we're, yeah, we're on this like scale of as our age increases, the Oscars get like, 
way less fun. And I, I think it's quantifiably less fun, but it's also like just, we perceive it as less fun. When it's it's not supposed to be fun. Like the Grammys are set up to be fun, you know. It's like a, the, yeah. the, it's it's lights, it's camera. I mean, it's it's like it's obnoxious, but at least it's fun. And the Oscars are self-important. Yeah. And you go on in life, and you're like, oh, this is a celebration of everything I don't care about. It's just including getting a sermon from these people. Yeah, which, which I is, also that's what care I care about. least about. I mean, right. first of all, it's the movies that that are the most popular are never mm-hmm. the ones that win awards, which. Having two children, I tend to see the popular movies, not any of the critically acclaimed ones. And yeah, uh, yeah so it's it's a, it's just a celebration of of self indulgent, self important people wearing clothes that are unimaginably expensive, telling me what to think about stuff that I, I probably have. I either have an informed opinion or I just could not care less about. So yeah, the Oscars have no appeal for me whatsoever. Was did you did you both see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Have we talked about that on the program? I yeah, haven't I seen it saw, yet. I want to see it. It was two weeks ago. It was yeah. literally my favorite thing of maybe the last five years. Wow! I, I loved every second of it, and I watched it again immediately. Um, I thought that should have won all the awards, and as far as I know, it didn't win. It hardly won any awards. I saw Brad get his. Yeah, Brad Best Supporting it. Actor thing so. and, and give his impassioned sermon, which um I don't know, man. Almost yeah. nothing can make me hate Brad. So uh but that got close. Um I yeah. mean nothing was as incoherent as the Joe Quinn Phoenix. Oh ex- yeah, dude. Oh my god. I, I think he settled into like I'm I'm crazy Hollywood actor guy. I'm like uh, I'm totally. like this generation's Dennis Hopper. He's you the, know. He's the t- York of Hollywood. I mean, it's just there's nothing else to say about it. You know, Tom York so incoherent as to be deep. You mean right, absolutely? Like, yeah. yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. More in, the more incoherent he is, the more everybody just stands back in like awe of his. Maybe like, has there he, ever? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was gonna it's ask like you. it's like the the more like nonsensical he can be, it like it, it almost like creates him into it. It just sort of like affirms him as being like you know the quirkiest, but at the same time most commercially viable, you know, like artist in Hollywood. I mean, uh, you know, Joker is, it's the, I mean, it's the big, it's the, you know, it's the biggest grossing R rated movie in, you know, Hollywood history. So somehow is Joe it? Quinn, that's real. Yeah, Joe, Joe Quinn actually like, you know, he accomplished that. And it's a weird thing, man. It's really weird. Very Baby, has there, has there ever been a band that more people have pretended to like than Radiohead? I was having this conversation with, a student the other day I, on the on the pretending to like scale i i feel like they're on mount rushmore of bands that people have pretended to like yeah i mean right? you just like yeah for sure i i mean you just like you just you basically you need to like own their record collection it's this yeah. in the same way that like everybody owned dark side of the moon by pink floyd even though the songs are just like they're not catchy they're not really singable but yeah, it they're like, boring it was right, like this right. recording masterpiece more than mm-hmm. anything else for its mm-hmm. era and so it's something that like, you know, and it was, you know, it was drug culture. And so it's something that you you needed to own. You needed to be able to say you owned. You needed to be able to experience. It wasn't really liking it or not liking it is beside the point. Right. And it's kind of yeah. probably like um, what we see in, uh, you know, a, a guy like, you know, Joe Quinn. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's less about enjoyment and more Man. about just kind of being experience. a part of a cultural you guys moment. Are, this yeah. is such a depressing conversation. Just it really. Is. It's. Piper, what's the last thing you you pretended to like? What's the last thing you faked it with? Oh man, because I faked it with Radiohead for like five years. Um, 
Let me think. I think I gave like pretentious movies about a half a semester run when I was a freshman in college. There you go. And yeah, nicely done. You know, uh, let's see. Oh, and various theologians over the years. <clears throat> I've tried to oh, I've yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. pretend I can hack it in the theologian crowd. Mm. And I think intellectually I could probably do it, but I just get bored really fast. So Pipe, what do you mean? Like you what do you mean? Like you've just tried to like read their material or hang out with oh, them? You know, like just so hang with people that love them or what do you yes, mean? Yes, exactly. So like sitting at a table, you go to, you know, pick pick your favorite reformed conference and you sit down to, at a table and and people begin talking about whatever the latest theological debate is. You know, which is mm. for those who are not in that scene, it's not dissimilar from arguing about like I don't know the the latest album release or the latest you know did did you see what Richard Sherman Sherman said after the Super Bowl or whatever? It's just uh-huh. that, except in theology. Uh, well, you're making it sound really glamorous. I man. know it's it's a real thrill. <laughs> and so yeah, there was a stretch of time where I would sort of try to keep up with such things, and now I just you know they're like, oh, did you read what so and so read? No, I don't even know who that is. I don't know who those people are anymore. Like I know the Puritans because they they've been around for a minute. Um, and I'm familiar with N.T. Wright, and uh, beyond that, you kind of lost me. So, Pipe, I love how you went from the Puritans to N.T. Wright. It's like well, I got I got to try to trigger everybody at once, you know. So there's a the back like, catalog for Pipe the, right there. We got the slave owning Calvinists, and we got N.T. Wright, and somebody's going to get mad at everybody. So, um, yeah, dude. Speaking of, can I lay a thing on you, Piper? That might be a little awkward, yeah. but it's been a little awkward for me. Go for it. So. I found myself like defending your dad lately on campus Ooh, increasingly. Whoa. Because yeah, I mean Explain, you can set baby. your watch by like oh okay. So there there are certain disciplines in the academy that are just gonna crap on John Piper, I guess. And like sociology is probably one of them. Yeah, women's studies. Um, yeah, there's there's some gender and sexuality class that's that's getting all the like kind of uh, the, the people group at Union that you can imagine getting riled up about that is getting riled up about it. And and it's the kind of class you take to get riled up about, right? I mean, that's part of the fun of that class, and it's delivering. But of all the people they could go after, I feel like there's been a whole unit. We're going on like a week and a half now where they're going after your dad. And like all these kind of Union hipsters, they want me to pile on your dad. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is a good guy. Um, he's done a lot of good things. So yeah, it's just put me in a weird position. So I don't is know. It, is it his views on like women in the church or, well, I mean, he, he has said a lot about all things gender related over the years, but is it, is it yeah, mostly I, that? I think it's being an old white guy who said things about gender, but I also uh, think it's just him saying he should, I'm better. a complimentarian out loud. Like I think <laughs> in 2020, that makes you the worst. And especially in a social class in 2020. Um, just literally saying I'm a complimentarian. So, uh, and here's here's the thing that, uh, that people in, in the criticism crowd can never fathom. So I, I don't agree with everything my dad says about, you know, all, you know, things, all things gender related or really kind of all things in any category. We're not in hundred percent lockstep. My dad is one of the most respectful, gracious people to all, all genders, yeah. And I've never seen him treat a woman with disrespect or disdain or look down on their opinions or anything. And and that is unfathomable to people because they, they hear complimentarian and they just immediately jump to misogynist. And, yeah. and so 
Yeah, and I don't know that there's any persuading people who dislike his viewpoint and then sort of caricature him and those with him. And there have yeah. been plenty of examples of of uh, terrible complementarian jerks who or there people who, who use that name and are actually yeah. misogynists. But yeah, uh, do you I, think yeah. it's more of your dad's association with some of the uh, jerkier end of what you're describing that kind of puts him in that camp more than his own personal kind of like opinions and you know, the way he's sort of lived it out, which would like, you know, put him put him sort of a, definitely at a, a in a different corner than those guys. I think. Yeah, I think there's association. I think there's there's he's a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a complimentarian OG, if you will, because he and Grudem wrote <laughs> that wrote the the big book, Recovering Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, um, whenever that was like early 90s. Um, but then there's also the fact that as as we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, the followers are always crazier than the leaders. So. John Piper writes recovering biblical manhood and womanhood and Mark Driscoll is verbally abusive, you know? <laughs> so there's a, uh, you, you get these, you get these crazy followers who then reflect very badly on the nuanced thought that came before them. And again, I don't agree with all of my dad's conclusions, especially when he takes complementarianism into the workplace outside of the church. And he's like, and he's made statements about jobs he doesn't think should be for women, etc. I I think that's I think he's logically consistent in how he makes his arguments, but I think he's he's just following the logic train down the wrong track. Yeah, and having not sat in the class, that's that's probably you know what they're getting a lot of. But uh, but yeah, just kind of a weird moment. But um, you, you do make a very good point in that he made the very very tragic mistake of being an elderly white man speaking on gender, which is <laughs> exactly that's just yeah. an unforgivable sin. So it really is. And that's, and now that's here we problem. are. It's and that's sort of almost elderly white men speaking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not speaking about it. We're speaking about somebody else speaking about it. Right. So we're talking about, about speaking. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're talking about how we talk about. Are you complimentarian or are you just a commentator on complimentarians? I think that's, that's what we're trying the, to get to. Right? That's the part I like to keep mysterious. Right. You know? um, um, boys, boys, I hear I hear an echo of myself. Do you hear that? I did no. for a second. I don't anymore. Yeah. Strange. Well, we'll we'll see what happens in post-production. <laughs> we'll hear spoilers. If probably probably not. Happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll hear if this podcast goes down in the annals of one of the worst or the worst thing that we've ever done. Yeah, like I've enjoyed it so far. I mean, we're 14 I'm minutes. I'm having a good time. Yeah, yeah I'm, ha- I'm having an okay time, actually. And we, if we, we can we just, just get of... through 16 more minutes, Big T, can you just well, get us through? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So here's what I'm going to do, baby, okay? Um, I'm going to take a little pause, and I'm going to promo a little thing I like to call uh, Live in Midtown. Okay, and if if people have loved this energy, uh, if they've loved the the kind of magic that we brought to the airwaves this morning, uh, they're going to love live in Midtown. It'll uh, which will basically be like the Oscars without the tuxedos. It's just us telling you what to think about stuff and being very self important. It's really true. We're going to have our own speeches too. We're going to have our own speeches. It'll be much less attractive, much less rich people telling you what to think about everything. We're going to be telling you what to think about Easter because it's Pipe's first Easter. So remember to include that uh, in your promo, baby. Baby's first Easter. It's going, to be, uh, it's going to be magical. So, Piper, this comes on at the beginning or at the end of the other conference? I always forget. Which one is it? It's the beginning. So normally you okay. save the best to last. Not in this case. We are doing it right up front. 
And Piper, where can people get tickets for this event? If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, there's a big sort of orangey button right in the middle of the page that says order your tickets. Or we put it in all of the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, those are probably the easiest places. Just go to happyrantpodcast.com and you can find your way to Eventbrite where you can order your tickets. Well, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this in there. Uh, you might meet John Piper if you come to uh, live in Midtown because he showed up unannounced at our last live event. So I think he only did uh, that because it was my birthday. <clears throat> so so angry college students. Him? I mean, if it's not your birthday, he doesn't support you. It, I mean, what do we? I mean, what does it take to get JP back in the house? At, uh, Wouldn't he want to be there for your first Easter? <laughs> Absolutely. He was there I for mean, all I... the previous Easters, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement's gone. The thrill is gone for him. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I realize I'm just ruining a selling point of this thing that John Piper might be there, but okay. I feel like I feel like there, Hi, should, there we... should be truth in advertising here. Can we book yeah. him? Like the way T4G books him, can we book him for live at Midtown? Can okay. we like say, so, hey, we want like hold on, like we want we want Johnny P to like open us up in prayer or something like that. Oh, I love and it. like give us like a crash course on complementarianism, just like something, right? Something to get him in Either there. Either that or Romans uh, nine, which can we get from Romans him? nine, right? Just launch Either us way. into something. Like have him launch us into our first topic, even though we're not gonna have that decided, you know, you know, earlier than like a minute before we get up on stage, but like let him present us with our first topic i mean what do we have to pay that brother to get him up there to do that pipe that's my quest see here's the thing he's not usually the the problem he he has people who live to reject requests Mm. uh so but you have the end pipe no i I don't i blood it's called blood and flesh so i i have over the years tried to go through official channels to get my dad to various events probably five to seven times the only time it worked was i got shot down by his people for the seventh time Mm -hmm. and then i went to him and i said hey you're gonna be in town at this point uh would you come speak at this event oh and by the way you get to see your grandkids since you're in town and so well, it was a granted, it I was it was just pure pure leverage bribery to get him to come speak for you know 40 minutes at at this church leaders summit thing nice. Pipe, i'm just i'm trying to make this really simple don't go through his people send him a text as his son and say hey pops remember that last time you came to our event in indy why don't you just come now in midtown and open us up in prayer because that would take half the show. That's true. Yeah, reform prayer is like twenty five minutes. But I don't. Want, do I don't that. want to give up an entire episode for for a prayer, which sounds very sacrilegious. Sold. But think it's the, the ticket case. sold, boys. Be able yeah, to, add, to be able to sales. add Johnny P to live mm. at Midtown, man. To the marquee. That's yeah. true, and it's wow. one episode we don't have to think about when we're scarfing That's, Panera. Fifteen now minutes you guys before are getting event. where I'm going. <laughs> now you guys kind of get the sense of where I'm going with this. You make it sound so glamorous, Piper, what we do. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean our pre-show banquet off-site. Yeah. Our pre-show we're banquet. We're doing way better room. than Panera, boys. We are not do- we're doing way better than Panera at Midtown, man. I'm telling you right now. I'm booking us at a nice place. We're going to have a nice dinner. It's going to cost a lot of money, but that's what we do. Yeah. We're going to pay $75 for a hamburger, and we're going to make $55 a piece on the night, and we're going to be down 100. 20 by midnight. 100 man. Because <laughs> yeah. you always double down, baby. That's what you do, always and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're going to do gonna at, our pre, at our pre-dinner, pre pre-show prep dinner. It's the cost hey, double of down. I got, a, 
I got, I got a question for you, Devil Down. How are we doing on getting you a, a little breakout session at the other conference? Have we we've been working on that for a decade? Have we booked oh, one yet? G, that's ne- no, that's never going to happen. I mean, dude, if really? Maddie if Maddie Chan isn't even getting main stage anymore, how is Big R going to get a, a breakout? Maybe I, don't I feel like you're networking with the right people. I th- I think. You're you're getting a lot of traction with the you're working the right people right now. Dude, and, I, what I'm doing is I'm getting the I'm getting you know I'm still doing the sea level ish you know retreats and conference circuit. So like I'm where are you going? Where's your next trip? Where are you leaving for tomorrow? So I'm doing a little uh, I'm doing a little sojourn uh, you know kind of conferencing in Florida tomorrow for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then next week I'm doing a little uh, church planter retreat speaking in uh, beautiful Wisconsin. Greatest mm-hmm. time of the year to hit Wisconsin. February in Wisconsin. It's beautiful. That was a, dude, since when has Sojourn cared about like spending money? They should. They should. I feel like they went cheap on that one. That's not a Sojourn event. I no, bet. that's not Sojourn. That would be my denom. So I got. I got booked to do that through other channels. So dude, there you is go. Sojourn owned by like, um, like like Monsanto, some huge multinational like <laughs> food corporation? Like, where does the money come from? I mean, dude, like if you backed up far enough, you would. They're owned by like Halliburton, like a defense contractor. You would think it was owned by the SBC, like everything else in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, like like the guy behind the guy for everything in our tribe is SBC. It's an SBC um, Monsanto production, pretty much. Yeah, like the SBC's in small print, right? Monsanto uh, bought like twenty thousand warehouses twenty years ago, and now now exactly, it's, it's in the church planting business yeah they co-lease them to the sbc who then like charges triple to give out to all of their affiliates yeah i don't know uh, you, you yeah. start getting into the business on the, these things baby yeah, it gets exactly a little, it's a little murky but uh at any rate midtown live in midtown is that what we're calling it midtown live live you're, in you're the live in midtown guy. yeah live in midtown. With possible yeah. johnny p opening up with prayer yeah yeah <laughs> johnny p opening for us exactly what it was what we've been it was always for. meant to be that it was always meant to be that and I Absolutely. suppose we should probably give the pertinent details that this is April 13th in Louisville, Kentucky at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern time. So as you're putting it on your calendar, folks, those are the important details. Realizing that there's Midtown in a lot of places, we should probably clarify that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There are going to be hipsters wandering around in, in Midtowns all over the country looking for our event that night. It's Midtown um, Nashville. There's Midtown Manhattan. Oh, exactly. I don't know how big our Manhattan of people audience. showing up to Midtown Manhattan thinking that's what we're going to be. Dude, a bunch of people going, I can't find this this Happy Rain Live Just event. Just wandering we'll around some, Manhattan. Guys, I guess we'll do some me. hipster bowling or axe throwing. or what, what, what else can we do? What other activity can we do in Midtown? I wonder Midtown? if Sojourn Midtown would allow us to set up an axe throwing booth. Maybe we can get like axe like Baby, we could probably just go next door. Center. I'm sure there's, yeah, I'm sure there's an axe I was gonna throwing. I going to say, do we have to I set it we, up or do they just like have it in the basement? I bet we yeah, have an axe throwing guy in our listenership somewhere. I bet we, we have a few. Must. We must. Dude, yeah. is axe throwing the new like escape rooms? Remember how that was a thing like five Dude, or six years ago? that's still a thing. No, that's still a thing. Is that's it still a thing? thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, isn't it kind of like a pseudo Christian thing? I, I feel like I always run into these like Christian kind of pseudo hipsters who are doing escape rooms. I don't know. I don't know what kind of Christian connotation you could draw from it, but um, I don't either. It's like a murder mystery, right? I mean, even I mean, axe throwing for that matter. I don't know. What, I don't know yeah, what are we yeah. defeating Satan when we're throwing axe the axe throwing is axe throwing for Jesus. Axe throwing is a little depressing too because it feels like it's people are just so hungry for an outlet to do anything that is um, that feels slightly masculine or slightly risky or like to use a bladed object with permission. Or something, and so they go pay Besides, tons of like, money. Shaving every morning, 
Yeah, or like, or I don't know, woodwork or something. I don't know, but there's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's a really, really weird thing that like throwing hatchets at, at you know, plywood became a trend. <laughs> it really is, dude. Right. I, I, I think it's safe to say none of us saw that coming, you know? Um, none, none of us thought, hey, in 10 years, I bet we'll be paying some bearded guy 20 bucks to throw yeah, an axe like, at a wall. I would have put you know? my money on like archery or something after the Hunger Games, but no. Yeah. Uh, hatchet throwing. And they keep calling it axe throwing. Those are not axes. Those are hatchets. Axes are long. Mm-hmm. These are these are short. So, but it just sounds better to say axe throwing because it's tougher, I guess. I feel like hatchet has like Johnny Appleseed connotations. Well, that, I mean, you know, know, I mean, like axe body spray is not really like coming out of an axe either. I mean, we don't have to be literal. Hatchet body spray. <laughs> <laughs> They should, call, like, they should call it tomahawk throwing. That'd be way cooler. Yeah, oh, but that, yeah. that has like racist connotations now, Pipe. Now we got to apologize. Dude, we sound like the Oscars I right apologize. now. Oh, apologize. sorry. White dude said something that has roots in a different language. My bad. Yeah. Ronald, tomahawk is just a Piper, small axe. Piper almost said the word manly. And we were, we were ready to jump all over him for that. <laughs> Got Typical correct. Piper move. The apple doesn't Gosh, fall man, far I, from the tree. I tell you, maybe our pre-show prep has it's it's, <laughs> gone, it's dwindled down to nothing, and we need to get back on it to talk about what's appropriate on this program. Man. I, I yes. and I want to apologize to everybody for not doing a better job. We're not okay. putting the time in this week with the pre-show. whatever Joe Quinn said last night. Times two, um, and that's that's our that's what that's how we feel about everything. <laughs> whatever. Maybe, yeah, ask, did did he make some like coherent social statements last night, or did he just what ramble would, to be a crazy artist? What WWJD man? What would Jacoa Quinn do? I'm pretty sure his he was telling us what to think about animal rights. Is what animal I rights, is what I gathered from the recap this morning. I watched zero seconds of the Oscars, but I did see some headlines. So he was Dude, saying be, like, when, like when we drink milk from a cow, somehow brown cow, we're like doing we're like we're not doing right for the cow when we drink their milk. Is what he. Was I kind of love when they take the pivot into animal rights because that's the most. That's where, that's where it gets the most fun to me. Um, I don't know. So to tip of the cap, Joaquin, as they're uh, all like as they're all like macking on burgers at the uh, after show. You know, yeah, right like a billion dollars worth of Monsanto food being like served at the after at the after show parties. Yeah, so maybe billion dollar gift bags, gift baskets that they all receive. <laughs> right, right, right. But the track that he's on, the next acceptance speech he gives is going to be talking about how like we cause pain to cucumbers when we slice them or something like that. I mean, he's he's really on a roll. He's he's going Yeah, for where it. where do you where do you like where does that ball of string unravel? You know, what's the end of that one? I mean, I think it's unraveled. I mean, I think that's the thing with <laughs> I think that's the all thing the with way done. Point. Well, because like he's it's so in, so like I pick up on these cues, which I think are so fascinating. Right. He's mm-hmm. like he stands up there and his head is down like he's not like some professional speaker where he's rehearsed this. Like he's he's like he's awkward, you know, like mm-hmm. he's a weird, quirky dude. And he's up there and you're like, wow, man, like that's just kind of like he's not he's not real slick, you know, in the way that he presents everything. And you kind of go, oh, well, that gives it even like that's going to even give it more like authenticity for so many people that he just he's not a, you know he's wearing the tux but like at the same time like he's just he's kind of yeah. fumbling over his words and he's looking down he's not meeting anybody in the eye he's like maybe he's, he's an artist he's an artist absolutely I you know mean, you know can. brother of brother of river you know oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 that's right that's right i like joaquin i like him as an actor i also like red bud coffee everybody drink red bud coffee it's the uh, the official coffee drink of the Happy Ramp podcast. It is fueled 
uh, the radio magic that we have made this morning. Uh, RedbudCoffee.com, Piper, is that yes. the URL? Yep, and if you yep. use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout, you'll get a 10% discount off your whole purchase uh, just across the board. So you can order one bag of coffee. or they even I was looking at some of their coffees. They sell like 30-pound bags of coffee or something. Like They're enormous. So if you are... Uh, wow. If you if you are a major consumer of coffee, you can get very large ones and still get the ten percent discount. Just use the code Happy Rant as one word. So that's uh, Pipe, that's you the know special what? offer. You know what Ronald and I talked about last week? It's a health related item, and I want to get your input on it because I I had this thought. Oh, I love health related items with middle aged white guys. Let's go. Well, dude, I had the, I had this thought sitting in a coffee shop surrounded by other other hipsters, and um, I was like, okay, so if these people drink. Craft coffee from like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., at which point they immediately switch to like hoppy IPAs. Aren't their organs going to like just shrivel up from dehydration? Are we worried about the hi- the, the hydration kind of status oh, of, no, cause what of you, hipsters? What you don't realize is that in their saddleback uh, satchels, they also have a hydro flask. Or, uh, you know, some of the more redneck ones will carry a Yeti, but it's really like Hydro Flask or something like that. Um, Nalgene's for the the old school folks like me. So, no, they're they're always carrying a reusable water bottle uh, of some kind to stay hydrated. The question is, how do they not pee 84 times a day? (laughs) They do. That's true. Okay. I feel like it's a, yeah, it's, it's become a kidney kind of hazard at this point i'm no doctor i mean and not that we're super concerned either let's qualify yeah, yeah not that is, i care this is at more all. curiosity rather than concern yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it just seems like they would be kind of perpetually dehydrated and uh it was it was a point of interest to me it was a now point of and boys hold on before you go on big t i want to yeah. repent of something because i maybe lay it on me well I, okay. I i said something earlier in the cast where i said this was going to be one of the worst things we've ever done but i but i totally have changed my view on it because i i think what we're delivering to our fans right now is a money podcast ah, baby it's sweet of you to say i appreciate that my favorite can, is when we evaluate our podcast mid-show it's exactly like, you know what this is great we're doing boys, a great hold job on, hold we're on. fantastic Nobody said anything about this being mid-show pipe this is this yeah. is clearly end of show we okay. got another half hour to go boys buckle up <laughs> actually i want to ask one one more hard-hitting radio question to Ronald, and then uh, I want to get I want to get our dwell dwell Bible promo from you, Pipe, and then we will close the show. But the hard-hitting radio question is this: We kind of wandered to and fro throughout the axe throwing um, conversation. Everybody was having their ha has about it. Um, Ronald, I want to know from you candidly how many times you've been axe throwing, because I'm guessing it's on the itinerary at a lot of these retreats that you do. Yeah, um, so okay, I can give you how, a how many times have we done it? I've only yeah. done it. I've only done it literally one time, and it was it was <laughs> at it was in 2018 at a men's retreat that our church like did. Okay, okay. Like, we found this. We found like this men's camp that did mm. axe throwing. You know, it, oh. it also provided like hatchet body spray for all the men. And <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but like yeah, so it like provided it for like the uh, the actual oh. retreat. So I did it for the first time. I did it, and it was uh, yeah, it was a. I mean, you know, I'm not much given to uh, you know masculine sort of like activities, you know, but um, it was you know it was life affirming. <laughs> what can I say? You know, I actually hit a couple of bullseyes, you know, after after a few attempts. And uh, not that we think in those kind of prosaic. Categories. Not that we think in those kind yeah. of uh, right, exactly. But I'll tell you what it did, boys. Um, as the pastor, you know, presiding over the uh, the weekend's activities. I think yeah. it I, th- I think it kind of shed me in a new light 
to a lot of the fellows that just look at me as being like this arty speaker, you know, musician, whatever they view me as. Right. Got guy who's always traveling and not there. The absentee father figure. Yeah, I appreciate. Right. Thanks, Pipe. I appreciate that. That's a great descriptor. Uh, was it voice. was this event called the Strongish Men, Men's Conference? Absolutely, okay. the Weak cool. Men's Conference. <laughs> yeah, it was more of the weak. We just do the Weak Men's Conference. We go anti. Yeah, the Dehydrated Men's Conference, dude. No, like to that though. There's a church in our in our area, and if I had to describe the church as a jacket, it would be a North Face jacket. So it's not like the. Yeah. The old money affluent mega church in our town. It's kind of the like bearded North Facey, like not hipster, but but kind of like 30, 38 year old preppy church in our town. Well, there's, yeah, there's a difference between that and the Patagonia jacket church too, which is yeah, that's a slightly slightly different demographic. Definitely a little bit wealthier. So yeah, right. High. So these people, yeah, these people are loaded, and it and it's it's kind of a. They got a really classy building, you know, the whole deal. But they're they're putting on one of these like knife throwing, blow stuff up on stage. It's a it's a thing called the Wheel of Destruction. And it's it's supposed to be this like father <laughs> this like father father son event. You're supposed what to What could like, be more Christian your... than that, Big T? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, that, you just parse that theologically, but like but yeah, the promo said you're supposed to like take your son to it and it'll make your relationship closer. The wheel hey, are you going to go? Are you going to bring the boys? I mean, no. What are we talking about? If you I'm, survive, I'm you'll be boys. super close. Right. I was never that guy, though, that like... And, and this gets back to kind of the point you were making, Big R. Like, even even growing up as a kid, like, I never wanted to light off, like, M80s and blow stuff up. I just wasn't that guy. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I think I can safely say that, like, the wheel of destruction is not for me. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be a fan. I've never been a fan of fire. So Yeah, I'm not a fire guy. I was absolutely yeah. that guy, but then I grew up. Right. You're no longer 12. Right. Is the like, thing. I look back on it. And I'm like, I did some really crazy dumb stuff when I was like 14, you know, right. and also right. just didn't have a great sense of how much destruction I had the capability of causing. And whereas now I'm like, oh, that was that was foolish and yeah. also really loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a loud event. I'm not. I'm not crazy about that. They should ask you to speak at it in between all the explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be a thing. The wheel of destruction. Does this thing the have a website? Be... Uh, I don't know. Somebody like screenshotted it and and sent it over. So oh, I'll man. see if I can pull it out of the the text exchange. That's and, the uh, best. The best event the... name I've heard in a in a hot minute. That's yeah. fantastic. Wheel of destruction. Christian event. You know, go. Go go celebrate Jesus! While I would have guessed that that was like up. a CBS reality uh, like game show that yeah, would last sure. about four episodes, hosted by I don't know like some some washed up backup defensive tackle. And yeah, uh, it's like what yeah. your factor became. Yeah, basically. like Tony Siragusa presents the Wheel of Destruction. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Piper, you know what's not a bad washed up product is Dwell Bible. Um, it's it's a product that. I dare say after this program, we all probably need to use it a little bit um, to put our days back on track. I know I do. Um, why don't you tell us about Dwell Bible? Yeah, I'm going to try to say some nicer things than not a bad washed up product. Um, yeah. So Dwell, Dwell Bible is a audio Bible app for you listeners who are newish <clears throat> or who just have heard me say this 25 times and have yet to go try it. Uh, that's on you. 
Um, so if you you can download it in the App Store or you can go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant. We have a 33% discount to the subscription for anybody who goes to that link. So share it around to all your friends, family, coworkers. I <clears throat> I gave uh, I gave access to a whole bunch of the church staff at, at my church a few weeks ago. Um, there are listening plans, so you can go through books of the Bible, the whole Bible in a year. There are all sorts of different features to help with memorization and study. There's multiple narrators. There's musical backgrounds. And then one of the best aspects of it is that they're they're persistently upgrading it. So if you subscribe for a year or for life or whatever it is you choose to do, uh, you're not just sort of getting a stagnant thing, but an ongoing upgrade with additional additional features, additional um, narrators, additional plans rolling out constantly. So again, go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant. Um, check out, check that out. Get your 33% discount. It's less than $20 a year. So really affordable and, uh, and well worth it. So go check that out. Piper nicely done as always boys. We've done what we always do in this program in that we've wandered to and fro throughout, um, whatever it is that we've wanted to talk about for 36 minutes. And, uh, I dare say it went better than expected. What's, what's your assessment? Let's, uh, let's, self-evaluate here let's do a little uh a little self self-study pipe I how say, do you think we did this i would morning? say it uh it exceeded the expectations that i didn't have yeah i i think that's well said ronald yeah i thought it was aces man i think it's a solid six to seven out of ten no doubt yeah i agree i, I was i was gonna go there like yeah seven, 70 75 percent we um we did a lot with a little i think and um yeah, you know we're what, minimalists, that's... and we turned it into something beautiful, right? <laughs> we we did. had just a little flour and a little sugar, and we baked a beautifully delicious cake out of that. Yeah, it's like, it's like we... one of those cooking shows where they're like, here's your four random ingredients, and you don't know yeah. what they are, and then you have 30 minutes to make something edible out of it. I feel like we we made something decidedly edible. Let's chop. Great British baking show pipe, just in case you didn't realize. Baby, remember when we were super into chopped like a decade ago, and we would like oh, text each totally. other during it? Yeah, I just I don't have the patience for that show anymore. I've I've moved all of my uh, all of my like you know cooking show stuff over to Great British. I mean, obviously, I don't feel like that show required a lot of patience, did it? I don't know, what, man. Like, what I just, was the I, what was the part that did I I think you it got was trouble just, with tolerating I it? it. I got yeah, I just got tired of the routine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I I got tired of the just the the rhythm of it, and it was like, all right, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'd be like ten minutes into it, I'm like, I'm just cook something, I'm done. Now it's more charming with British people doing it. Absolutely. All under that one tent. I, I kind of like that too. I love it, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, just a nice program. Hey, by like the way, program. remind everybody that we expect some Easter egg baskets at yeah. live in Midtown. Easter baskets at live in Midtown. I want football stuff in mine. Um, I forgot what you guys want. Um, tell I, them. I need the most traditional Easter baskets possible because I've never gotten one in my life, and so sure. I need. Keep I that need in mind, like, listeners. I need these these wonderful people who love you know all things Easter yeah. to just put together the quintessential Easter basket. For Plastic me. green grass, all of like the chocolate football looking candy. Yeah, you guys know better. The, you guys know better than I do what's supposed to be in these things. I feel like there's rabbits and eggs involved, but I don't really totally know. I feel like I if want, my uh, parents, if my parents are feeling really awesome, I would get like a CD in my Easter basket too. Dude, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, dude. So maybe maybe dude, that's next level. It is next level. I had cool parents. What can I say? You want um, CDs? I want vinyls. I want I want a more expensive basket. I'm just throwing it out there to my listeners. Um, of course, you do. I want to. Monsanto, wanna, if you're listening, let's get Ronald a really. Well, big basket. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to be opposed to vinyls, a Saddleback leather goods, or oh, you know, things okay. of that so, nature. You know. Yeah, just a just a small eight hundred dollar investment in Ronald's 
Easter are you basket. saying that some of our well for some of our listeners that'll just be like dropping you know a twenty dollar bill? It's all relative. The drop in the bucket. Do do you think we have an affluent listenership? Is that what you're saying? I mean, we we don't know who we have. Um, I would say that you know some of them have to be on the higher end of the scale, right? And now that we're inviting Johnny P in to open up with prayer, who know the dude? The sky's the limit in terms of who's going to show up to this event. Well, now. no, no, no. If we're inviting Johnny P to open up with prayer, you can be sure that the rich people will not come. <laughs> That's true. Nobody we makes need to people get... feel worse about being rich. Well, maybe Francis Chan, but uh, John Piper's right there. Hey, here's right. the new promo. Are you ready, boys? Come to Live in Midtown, opened by Andy Stanley. There we oh, go. Man, that would be that'll be Saddleback. That'll be Saddleback Easter egg. Bath. It's going to be raining Saddleback. Or how about this one? Come to Live in Midtown, opened by Dave Ramsey. Oh, Nobody makes dude. you feel greater uh, about being rich than than the Davester. Yeah, as long as, as, long as bring me cash, cash is falling from yeah. the sky, man. Dude, we're like, gonna be lighting be cigars with hundred dollar bills in the green room if Dave comes. And there it's might be raining be a silent disco. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. Boys, let's end with that imagery. This has been the Happy Rant Podcast where we wander to and fro throughout various topics. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yant i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com